I guess this is Confronting Yourself Part 2. The first one was a little manic. I was riding my bike. I was feeling very high off of life. Uh, almost somewhat spiritual. And uh, just like really, really in this very specific headspace. And I was also just riding my bike. And that came with a time frame of when am I going to get home? That's when I'm going to stop recording. And I felt like I didn't finish that conversation. And I've had more ideas since then specifically about traveling um but to recap really quick when i talk about confronting yourself first of all you can go watch that other conversation i think it's like eight minutes or something uh or listen to a podcast version um and i was just kind of replaying why mountain biking is so important to me and there are other things that i do too that i think have like like art like in the studio here um other things that, that can be ways of confronting myself. And what I mean by that is just challenging yourself, but there's different ways to do that. I think confronting yourself really involves um, an aspect of mortality and existentialism and introspection that has to do with you being aware and conscious and alive and what that means because that also includes the knowledge that one day you will die. And that um, confronting yourself with that truth, the universal truth, confront yourself with the universal truth. That, that's a better way to say it. Um, I think it's really important to do that on a frequent basis. And I've just been thinking about thoughts here and thinking about thoughts, really. Yes, really. Um, <laughs> confronting yourself with the universal truth. Yeah, I think that, that this looks different for everybody. And uh, there's different layers of it too. So for me, again, just the quickest recap, I, I talk about reading a book. And I think you can confront yourself, you can challenge yourself with reading a book, you can become open and vulnerable and um, think about those things and get introspective and depending on what the book is about, right? Like you might be thinking about your own mortality and, and if you're open to things, like it can just be a really rewarding experience and can push you to, to confront yourself and reevaluate your um, reevaluate your values is a crappy sentence, but like to rethink your values, to reevaluate your life and your priorities. I think that that's possible to do with reading a book. I also think, okay, well, I'm doing art, like I'm becoming vulnerable and like having to maybe work through certain ideas conceptually, and I'm trying something new and I'm experimenting, whatever. Those are two really safe ways for, that I do engage in um, where I can confront myself. But there's that extra next level stuff that I'm talking about, which is mountain biking for me. That is that thing that I wasn't really engaged in that much beforehand of having this like next level thing where it's not just conceptual, it is real. That, that the real life dangers that are present are things you can reflect on. But you need that element of legitimate risk to your being, to a degree. And I think that that just does something else. And I think that you can have that every so often and supplement in between with those other activities for me, making art and reading. And for other people, I mean, listening to music does that too. Watching movies. Like, again, it depends on your intention and purpose. 
Just like I talk about this in art all the time. Intention and purpose, intention and purpose. When, when you're taking media in and when you're producing it. What was their intention and purpose in making this film? What is my intention and purpose in viewing it? What is my intention and purpose when I create things or when I do anything? Um, so, I mean, those are other things I do too. I guess, like, I, I watch movies and I can get a lot out of them and I can think about them and have conversations with people about them and, like, apply them to my life and question myself with the things that are brought up in the film. And, like, you can do that. Those are very safe things. And I think that those are things that I do very often. Mountain biking, because it's not as often and because it is so different and has these elements of risk and danger that, that um, can really force you to just be more aware of yourself and the fragility of your existence. I think that is an important element that somehow people need to get more often, including me, because when, when the weather's not great, I'm not mountain biking. So what should I be doing instead? That's one thing I've been thinking about. Because um, honestly, even if it's just hiking, depending on where you're hiking and seeing just the beauty and vastness of the environment around you and knowing that you were just like a small thing in that environment and that if you didn't get your footing right or whatever, you could slip, you could injure yourself, whatever. I do think there is that element. Um, I feel like I have to have a caveat every time I bring this dude up and I hate it. But it's just what I feel like I have to do still. And I, even though I hate doing it, I just like need to do it. Jordan Peterson, there's like a quote that I was going to use of his, or an idea, not a direct quote, but a concept. Um, the, the caveat, I just mean that like, this is one of those things that I've talked about. I don't remember what conversation it was. Throwing the baby out with the bathwater. So I'm going to maybe go, go listen or watch that one. But just it relates to separating art from the artist. That one is also in the mix here. But that... You can take someone's ideas that you think are positive and good without being a fan of every single word that comes out of their mouth. Kill your heroes, right? Like, that's the other conversation that ended up being intertwined of, like, you shouldn't have people on a, anybody. You shouldn't have anybody be on a pedestal like that. Everyone is fallible. And that you can take an idea from a person and it doesn't mean that all of a sudden you are that person or you worship that person it's taking the things that, that make sense to you, that challenge you, that you like, and that's okay. If it's inspiring thought within you, and then you can take that and do something positive with it, why wouldn't you, right? Or maybe what they're saying is just very, um, I can't think of the word, objectively positive anyway. Like, sometimes someone says something that's just objectively positive. Why can't you just let them have that? And just because you're quoting that person that said it doesn't mean it's bad. Anyway, then it goes into cancel culture and the whole rest of it. So, um, I enjoy some of the things that Jordan Peterson says is what I'm saying. Not all of it. Because I'm just not, I'm not a blind sheep that, that, that listens to anything anyone has to say ever and think like, yeah, well, they said it, so it's, that's oh that means it's gold they can do no wrong anyway sorry rant uh over there's a thing there's an idea that he that he talks about about letting children play if you don't know jordan peterson he's a very polarizing figure i'm sorry i'm just realizing i don't know what's going on here uh i haven't sat in front of the camera for a bit i'm excited anyway he talks about for the development healthy development of children 
that they should be engaging in dangerous things safely. This basically goes into zone of proximal development. Like, all these are things that, like, you can go back and if you haven't watched or listened to those episodes that I've done, zone of proximal development is one. Um, Kill Your Heroes is another one. Separate Art from the Artist is another one. Throw a Baby Out with the Bathwater is another one. Um, but zone of proximal development being that you need to be able to... You're not going to grow unless you do something harder than the thing you're doing now. But if you go like 10 steps ahead, you're not going to grow either because it's way too hard. You need a scaffold. You need baby steps, whatever you want to call it. So doing dangerous things safely is something he talks about. So when I'm talking about confronting yourself and your mortality and existence and really putting yourself in a situation, I don't mean put yourself in a situation that like I could die any second. I mean, that could happen anyway without you putting yourself in that situation um, This with like the weather, something could happen, something, uh, pull a Donnie Darko and, like, a jet engine falls from the sky. It's not really a spoiler, but, but anyway, like, like, acts of weather, whatever, right? Uh, driving down the street, something can happen. Like, you just don't know. And, but I'm saying you need to put yourself in situations, but, but not ones that you feel like, I might not make it out alive today. Like, you don't go into it being, like, 50-50 chance I'm not coming out of this. That's not what I mean. Some people take it to that extreme. Some people just go bananas and they do that. But that's not what I'm talking about. Um, I think that that is one of those things that ties into this is like doing dangerous things safely. And I don't think it's just for childhood development. I think that it's important to let children do that because I think it was kind of an argument against helicopter parenting and just being like, oh, no, are you okay? And it's like the kid scraped his knees fine. Like you going swooping in is the opposite of helpful like it should just be like yeah that, that happens like that's all yeah it happens you scraped your knee let's let's keep trucking get up and and try it again right like um when people travel because this is just leaning leading back to that i think that this is one of those things where maybe why so many people it's not the only reason why this is what I think about why maybe this might get me to travel more in the future. I'm scared of travel, by the way. Uh, I feel very safe within Canada, which is somewhat naive, but um, I feel much safer that nothing like super weird is going to happen, but I don't even want to go to the States. I'm brown. That's enough said. Um, but they have a very different culture there than, than in Canada. Gun culture, police culture racism, tons of other things. I've been there. The last time I was there was like 2006 or seven, maybe 2008, 2008. That might be, I think it was 2008. Um, that was the last time I was there and I went for, for um, a wedding and like it was magical and beautiful and wonderful. And I was still young enough that I wasn't as paranoid as I am now. Um, paranoid or what's the other word I was gonna use? I can't think of words today. Uh, neurotic and whatever anxious or aware of my anxiety so it was an adventure and this kind of is that thing of like I've never really had a strong desire to travel just period never really had a strong desire to uh for fears and, uh, and, and sometimes not fear related I just didn't have that I also didn't have people glamorizing that and telling me like you know you gotta travel as soon as you're out of high school travel in your 20s like do it it's amazing you see the world and learn about all these cultures and you just be you become cultured and you have all this education and like all those things i think are true some people just want to travel because it's just the thing to do 
and it's like they travel really bougie and whatever, and it's it's more about taking selfies in like next to monuments. There's like adventure traveling and there's like basic traveling, and obviously there's a whole bunch in between because it's a spectrum, just like anything is. But most of what I knew of was basic traveling, and I'm really and like I know people are doing adventure traveling, but it's so much. It just seemed like being seen. An adventure, I mean, take that whatever way you will. Um, but certain things, like, I don't think I... I'm not, I'm not a glamper. Like, I like camping comfortably, but, like, it doesn't have to be, like, RV style. Like, I've never camped in, like, a camper or RV or anything like that. Uh, it's been, like, one time I've had an air mattress camping. Uh, every other time, not. And I... I, I yeah. But, I mean, I want to be comfortable, and yes, I want to go and explore nature and be out in nature and those things. But it's like, yeah, it'd be cool to shower, too. It'd be cool to have a flushable toilet. Like, there's just a, this in-between for me. And I've just been thinking of, like, one of those things that I've never heard be talked about with traveling and why it's so important is that I think that you confront yourself. You are put in situations where you are vulnerable. You are not as safe as you are at home. People can take advantage of you. They think you're a tourist. You don't know where to go for anything. Like, I mean, Google Maps and whatever, it doesn't matter. Like, you, you don't know what is safe, what is not safe. Um, when you're being taken advantage of sometimes, and, like, you can do a lot of research, but it's not going to matter. I, I, I don't think so. I think that, like, it can help, but it is not the answer to being safe abroad. Um, like, I, I just think that no matter what, you are putting yourself in a vulnerable position, and it's more likely that you will have close calls and things will happen and it doesn't necessarily mean that you're putting yourself on the edge of a cliff uh, I don't mean figuratively but but literally maybe that's not part of what your traveling experience is is backpacking through whatever and, and going on crazy Sherpa guided tours in the mountains of wherever like that's not what I mean um I still think that if you stuck to, like, main touristy places, you are still in a vulnerable position, and hopefully you are in that space and you are open to the experience. Because I do think a lot of people go traveling and don't get anything out of it. I think when you get to that basic traveler that, like, oh, I'm taking selfies in Paris, and, like, oh, I'm in Rome, and I'm taking, like, selfies of that, and, like, look, what I, look where I am. Like, that, I don't think... I, I, I think for some of the people that I've met that have done that kind of thing, they come out of it with nothing. Again, you can read a book, you can watch a movie, you can do those things. If you are not open, vulnerable, wanting to learn, have a desire for growth um, as just a way that you live and operate in the world on a consistent basis, if you don't have that, you're not going to get what what other people can get out of whatever that experience is it like is it could be watching a movie again like or going traveling but i was just thinking about it like so many people talk about how important traveling is the other reason i think it's so important to do in your 20s is because or to do while you're younger is because i have had time to become more anxious, more neurotic, more fearful, more scared, whatever, right? In my 20s, I'm like throwing caution to the wind way more. So you have closer calls, and you're like, oh, snap, I shouldn't have done that, but we made it out alive. Like, again, I'm not talking about, like, extreme stuff where, like, we could die any moment, ah, this is fun. No, that's stupid. But, like, there's just some times where you're not thinking as much, and you need to. Like, that 
time of traveling might be like an accelerated training ground. So many people go back to like, man, I saw this stuff and I saw this thing and I experienced this and it just changed me forever. Yeah, you might have like five years of growth in like five months. Like that's just a possibility, right? Like those experiences matter more than time because you could sit in a room and do nothing. Nothing at all. And you're like, yeah, I'm... This this goes back to the other conversation of why it's so stupid that it's like, respect your elders. Why? They've been around in life more, but one, that doesn't mean anything. You don't know what experiences they've had just they've been alive for 70 years. That doesn't mean that they've had quality experiences. And you don't know that they've actually interpreted any of those experiences in a way that would make them a better person. So being old is not being wise. They are not synonymous. They're, they're two completely different things that have nothing to do with each other. Like, so it, it is about the quality of your experiences and it's measured more in hours of activity, hours of experiences than it is hours being alive. That's just like, anyway, that's basic stuff, I feel. So anyway, that's just a part two to confronting yourself and, and that doing dangerous things safely. I think that the safety part is just the fact that you don't want to die while doing it because what are you going to learn then? Nothing. You're dead. So like, um, you, want, you want to do the research, take precautions, ensure your safety as much as possible, and still be pushing yourself.